2: Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today, we're talking June 9th, 1990, NWA Saturday night on TBS. I'm sitting here with Doc and not Hardbody Hopper. Hopper's got some shoot job issues tonight, couldn't make it, none of us could record tomorrow, and we still got to do a clash in the next two days. So with all that said, you got myself and the lovable idiot Doc Turner here tonight. Doc, how are you?
3: Idiot, that's nice. That's real nice.
2: Well, I'm not lying, but continue, please.
3: Oh, I got nothing. In fact, (laughs) here's the deal I'm tired of listening to you complain. And since Harper's not here, let's go straight to Roanoke, Virginia.
2: (laughs) You're so full of it. See, here's the problem Doc runs on a little bit tighter schedule than me because his kids are younger. So he's still got to do bedtime and all that bull crap that I ain't got to do no more. (laughs) And, and so he'll get long winded in the opening every week. And then he's blown up 20, 30 minutes in and we haven't even started talking about the wrestling yet. And then we're in the middle of it. and He's texting me and Hopper. I'm blown up y'all. I don't know how much longer I could do this tonight. So he's going to try to throw it at me because he's a lovable idiot, Like I said, at the beginning of the show, but he's lying. He's lying. Just know he's lying. Hey,
3: you know what? Also, no flips and dives until I see some five star reviews.
2: (laughs) The five star reviews have been slacking. Now, with all that said, it's not like there are any bad reviews. It's just that we haven't gotten any written reviews. We've had some reviews, but it's just people hitting a little star gimmick. They're not like, you know, writing anything. And it's better if you write something, you know, those Apple algorithms and all that other tech bullcrap we make fun of here catches it you know what i'm saying yeah but doc i do have a couple of quick shout outs before we get into the main portion of the show the east coast brawler i forgot about you last week new patron so my apologies there reg fox long time patron he went annual this week so i appreciate it reg and then frankie seacrest he signed up annually as well and he is a btt hall of fame patreon member so thank you frankie reg and the east coast brawler much appreciated and remember We've got a Clash of the Champions coming up. Doc has actually watched a little bit more than half of it right now, Doc? I think so. He's watched a little bit more than half of it so far. And his only comment to me was, it's good. Now, he'd never seen it. I've seen it. Um, So we'll get to the Clash. This is obviously the Clash with Ric Flair and JYD. But there's a bunch of other... Good things on there. Not that Flair and JYD was good. More on that. But if you want our full analysis of the next Clash of the Champions, you got to go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT, like Frankie and Reg did and East Coast Brawler did this week, and sign up there, and you can get access to not only this coming Clash, but we just did a pay-per-view, Capital Combat 90, within the last couple weeks, and all the other pay-per-views we've done dating back to 88, and all the other Clashes that we've done are all available right now at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. You also get access to the world-class shows, the NWA Power shows with the little fella Half Pint, who, Doc, all of a sudden his predictions ain't looking so bad. I just got to say, I won't say what he predicted. You got to become a patron, but the little fella might mine
3: have... Mine looked pretty good, too.
2: Okay, I'm not saying yours didn't, but we gave him a hard time about that Jets loss, but all of a sudden starting to look like the tide's turning. So anyway, tinyurl.com/patreonbtt you get access to the to the show with Sparks and Halfpint on NWA Power and in the ECW live cast with Mike Prue and JV along with myself and Lance on the World Class show and then like I said, all the other clashes and pay-per-views that we have done to date. Did uh, you doc, did,
3: did you see the uh, did you see that the Mortgage Man stole another one of our bits?
2: No, what happened?
3: You hear about him and in, in Double J getting into manufactured beef on air.
2: So you you told me. Can you see my screen? I'm just double checking.
3: I see a goofy looking picture of you in the gym.
2: No, uh, here I mean we go. The, the NWA show.
3: Now I can see the suspenders and the belt all at the okay, same good. time. All
2: right. Okay. Just making sure as we're uh, getting into this thing. Um. So I listened to. What you and I discussed on that episode, and I've heard—I think I've told you—I've heard a few of jared's pods now. I—I I actually think they're pretty good. The ones I've heard, I haven't heard all of them. I told you I—I I got a million of them that I haven't listened to. I think I've heard about four of them. So I listened to the bit right before they got into it, and then I listened to it when they got into it. I mean, what's your take on it? Oh, you, your take is your your take. Hey, you think it's hey, are stealing? You know, again. it'd
3: be a good idea. Let's pretend like we're arguing on the air, but you know we're really tight.
2: Okay. Uh I don't know. I heard the beginning of it. I don't I can't assess it. You know me. I think everything's a work.
3: Here's the thing. I can understand Jared getting mad cuz like when you're talent like Jared or me or Harper, when you're dealing with the the just boring parts of the show and the, and the, the little host problems it's it's frustrating
2: i frustrate you from time to time
3: no I, nice I think it's know. more harper than me
2: you pissed me off last night in that text message though cuz you 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 get on these things where you have no clue what you're talking about and i'm like you have no clue how ignorant that statement is that you just made like you have no clue None. You had no idea what I was about to come back at you with with that.
3: You just don't like the fact that I'm the one person that can get you legit worked up and hot.
2: No, I wasn't worked up. I just was like, what are you talking about? You sound like an idiot. For everybody who doesn't know, the rumor is Mike Tomlin has been uh, attached to maybe going to USC. And it's it's a rumor. Doc, Doc tipped me off to this rumor because I had not heard it. I uh, I don't follow SportsCenter like I used to many moons ago, like ten years ago, and I just I, I just hadn't heard it, hadn't seen it, don't care. And anyway, Doc says if a pro coach goes to the co- goes back to college, you're a loser. And I'm like, you have no clue the inaccuracy of what you're saying. Saban went back to college and won a national title. Pete Carroll did the loser. same thing. I don't know how you call him a loser. He's a, he he got failed. many more millions than he the rest of us.
3: on the top level.
2: Okay. But that wasn't what you said. You just called him a loser. He's not a loser if you win a title. You go back and win a national title, you're not AIDS. a loser. I
3: meant in the court of public opinion.
2: The port, the court of public opinion is not Doc Turner. It's called the court of public opinion. So y'all send those emails to Turner at gmail.com and tell him how you feel about his bullcrap statement there. Not that I care. I'm just saying. When you're wrong, you're wrong, and you don't know how to admit to it. So, on that note, I'm going to thank our largest page contributors monthly, disrespectfully classy Marky e. Blassie, Mike Childry, and uh, Joe Ice. Blassie did get back to me about the Throckmorton thing, Doc, if you remember. Remember we were talking about that a couple weeks ago? No. You don't remember the Throckmorton thing? No. Okay, for those who remember the Throckmorton thing... Uh, that's not, it's the equivalent of using a groundhog to predict the weather is what he said. No one uses it. So there's that. But I guess you want to get into the main portion of this show, don't you doc?
3: Well, for the people that are looking at the video feed right here, do you remember the, um, do you remember oh, I, back? I haven't the-
2: started the video yet, but go ahead.
3: Well, okay. But when you do the first thing you'll see,
2: okay, go but ahead. do you
3: remember This is probably about the time but there was a commercial for some old classic rock and it was called Freedom Rock.
2: I do kind of recall that. What about it?
3: (laughs) This shit right here looks like an advertisement for Freedom Rock. (laughs) (laughs) The guy in the middle is the old guy. Wait, wait. I just just started
2: the video. Say again what you just said about Freedom Rock.
3: (laughs) This looks like a commercial for Freedom Rock, dude. Because like Oli's the guy in the middle who's all like, I think rock and roll is stupid. Look at his face. But, like, <laughs> Wyndham is high, like, dude, fog hat, dude, all right.
2: And Oren is dead serious.
3: Oren's like, does this compilation have ZZ Top on it? Because it better.
2: <laughs> Going to be some furniture moving if there ain't none.
3: <laughs> but Wyndham looks like he he's... <laughs> Listening yeah. to Freedom Rock and having a hell of a time.
2: <laughs> he does.
3: I so think there is. was a. Wasn't there a then com- the commercial I was like, "Is that Freedom Rock?" Yeah. We'll turn it up.
2: I don't. I remember that. Now that you're saying it, I just don't remember. I remember the name. I don't remember the actual commercial. I bet you, if you go to YouTube, you can see it. Somebody. Man, somebody's already done it and sent it to me. It is, it is, because I, I know what you're talking about, because th- there were all those, it wasn't, they didn't just do it with rock and roll, they did it with, like, R&B and all kinds of different music. They would have those compilations, right?
3: Yeah, it says here, 1988.
2: Okay, so, wow, that would have been two years earlier than this. Yeah. That's crazy. But I, I know what you're talking about, because, I mean, Barry looks like he's hired in giraffe ass. <laughs> it has got then all, the Moody
3: Blues, the Almond Brothers, "Smoke on the Water," Deep Purple.
2: You know it Santana, is the Bandana, "Free Dark
3: Night," all the, all those nineteen sixty seven to like nineteen seventy two. Got some brothers on here too. Some R and B. Really? Yeah, they had uh, "Sitting on the Dock of the Bay" was on there.
2: Oh, wow!
3: Free Bird. But Freebird's the one, man. That's the one that's got Wyndham happy now. Hey, man, I was afraid this Freedom Rock wasn't going to have Freebird on it. But then it was
1: there. <laughs> What's
3: up? <laughs> Look at his
1: face.
2: <laughs> You're right. Ole looks like the curmudgeon he is, and arms like, you man, boys, let me tell you, you something. Know,
3: you make me ride in the, in the Horseman van, and we have to listen to all this goddamn Freedom Rock.
2: He looks like a miserable prick, too. Yeah. <laughs>
3: he looks like you owe him $7 that you forgot about 12 years ago, but he ain't.
2: He's got, as Mikey uh, at DFW says, <laughs> he's got that do-somebody-in outfit on that he hasn't changed in what feels like months now. Let me, Doc, let me play this opening promo, and then I got a statement that I've got to make about just this week's show, and... Well, this week's show,
3: before we start, as you see to the bottom right, 44 minutes and 8 seconds, brother. That's an
2: A-plus-plus. Blessed. Let's go to their opening promo now. Arn, Ole, Barry Windham.
0: Those guys down. Superheroes, I'll tell you what, you're looking at the superheroes. You're talking about the horsemen. We rule wrestling. Make one more bad move today, and that's going to be the end of you.
1: Tell them. What happened, Rock? Did the ceiling just open up and JYD, Orndorff, Luger, Sting just parachute uh, in the building, decided they're going to designate themselves guardian angels of the NWA? Well, my friend, fidgets is mine, saith the Lord. It didn't say, saith Sting, Luger, JYD, Orndorff. You want to jump on the horseman with contempt? We'll take your head off. Tell him, BW. You know, I tell you what, Junkyard Dog has found himself in a real position here. You can't get any help of your own kind, <laughs> so what you're doing is you're taking whatever you can get. Well, Sting and Orndorff are not going to get it done. When the horsemen step into a situation, everything is well in hand. We know exactly
2: how to take care of our own. We stay together at all times. All right, I want to say something Mm. about the promo. So first things first, it was stiff. Barry says you can't get any one of your own kind of help, so you're taking what you can get. And I need to address something. I know you don't get on social media. The show where Rocky King was called boy a number of times and the horsemen were just being... Blatantly racist. A couple weeks back, got a lot of traction from a lot of people. Not in a Facebook group, but on the Facebook page. Okay, we were targeted for glorifying racism. Oh no, <laughs> um,
3: that's not us.
2: I, I'm just thinking to myself when I heard that, like, you've Maybe lost we your should mind.
3: Just stop doing this. <laughs>
2: So I want to make a statement here, for all of we're our podcasts.
3: Long- we're the wokest podcast in the land.
2: That's eh, not true, uh, <laughs> but oh. and I, let me hit pause because we're going to come back to cactus and Dutch and the rock and roll in a minute. But I wanted to make just this statement because I got inundated with people complaining about not about us glorifying racism. I guess just because we played the promos and we were like, damn, that was stiff. And I'm just warning anyone now who didn't like that a few weeks ago. This one is going to be just as bad, if not worse. Actually, I think this one's worse. Now that I think about it, this one's worse. They, They say something about Rocky King that I'm like, wow. Doc knows what I'm talking about. We'll get to it. So if us covering old wrestling and old promos offends you at something that they're saying and not what we're saying. I don't really know what to say. I'm I'm sorry for your annoyance. These are old promos. Oh, wait, they... here's
3: here's my question. And and I'm as much as I don't want to give this the oxygen it requires to even discuss it, it does bear asking a certain question. So you listen to us and you like classic wrestling and you were unaware that this happened if we're a problem for talking about it why do you watch classic wrestling where it happened?
2: Yeah, I I can't answer that question. All all I know is there are folks out there who got upset and I'm just thinking to myself, they're probably not listening anymore, but if they are, guys, ladies, we're covering wrestling from 1990 here. Hold on. There are let's, things. Let's test
3: this. Hey, no, d- don't Mrs. don't say Doc, nothing stupid. Mrs. Doc just walked in. Hey, oh, Mrs. God. Doc, are we uh, are we knuckleheads on on booking the territory? She said yes. Are we racists? No. Okay.
2: <laughs> I can't even believe you got to ask her that question. <laughs> I, I don't. Um, I, we were glor so, so, we were glorifying racism is what no, I, no, I, know, no. I, I shouldn't say we were called racists, but we were glorifying racism. No, in fact, racism. I
3: believe we said we had a problem with it, and I gave that episode an F.
2: It was stiff and this week is no better. Like as far but,
3: but, as But I'm gonna say this. I realize why you can't do that now. I fully recognize that. I get it. And I'm not, I need
2: that. That was called getting heat.
3: Well, and that's the whole thing is we're here to get heat. We're here to be, they're not supposed to be likable. You're supposed to hate them. Well, if that offended you, then they did their job.
2: Go, go get on Mrs. Doc's Facebook. If she still got one. And there was one, actually, I'm going to read it. I'm not going to say the name of the person. I'm going to, I'm going to go find it and read it. There was a person who said uh where is it at? Uh of course now it, it re it reordered it. The so algorithm now, uh,
3: heard you coming and said it was gonna shift.
2: Okay, I won't say the name, but it says saying boy to a adult black male wasn't cool. Flair, no. WCW should didn't... have suspended Flair for that. <laughs> I mean, he was trying to get heat. There is, there are a lot of comments on this thread of people just. There's another one. Those were, those were far too many boys coming out of Flair's mouth. And, and let me tell you, hold, let me, let me. I, I want you to say something in a second, Doc. But let me tell you one thing. I've heard Teddy Long shoot interviews where oh, yeah. he did say he heard Flair use the N word. So I, I'm not, I'm not taking up for Flair, and I'm not saying Flair doesn't have some, uh, you know, tendencies in him that he shouldn't. Uh but this is a work and the, the the wrestling show, not us. And, now, and I'm just like
3: the bigger discussion you... if we want to try to have an intelligent discussion is is if they weren't scripted or told what to say and these characters were just extensions of their own personality, what does that say about this? <laughs>
2: That's true. Now, another person commented Ric Flair using the term boy to a man of color isn't cool. After that, I stopped watching because there was a clip on the Facebook page and then somebody chimed in. You and know said, what? The entire It's a
3: wonderful country because you have the absolute right <laughs> to do that. And I don't if that bothers you. I'm not even being a jerk. If that really bothers you, then you should turn it off. I agree with you on that.
2: Some of the person commented and said the entire sport was about racism, sexism, stereotypes and international events of the time. When Russia was our greatest enemy, you had Ivan Koloff and Nikolai Volkov. When it was Iran, you had the Iron Sheik. Racism always, a, uh, racism is always a good seller. Why did WWE
3: use name? ethnic stereotypes left and right in the 60, 50, 60, 70s? Cause that shit works. It doesn't mean that it's culturally sensitive, but it works. Right.
2: You um, know, he goes on to say racism all is always. That's a good why seller. a racism
3: angle today would work, cause it gets everybody worked up. And yes, some oh. people would leave. Some people would lean into it.
2: I think you need to do more of it because at the end of the day, they do it in television shows. I mean,
3: I need to see somebody pissed off. But the fact that we're racist, bro, I sit down, we sit down now, and watch <laughs> the Black Wonder Years with the kids. <laughs> and my son is old enough that he like he can't fathom this world where people are treated treated crazy. So every five minutes, he's like, wait. And we have to stop. And we explain <laughs> things to it. So. I'm going to say that's not us. Look, I'm a lot of things and I ain't all 100 percent perfect, but I ain't racist. I mean, you're my black friend.
2: No, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, This guy goes on to say in the comments, though, the one who's defending what happens, he's go. Yeah, racism is a good seller. As he says, J.Y.D. Punch and flair made it that much sweeter because flair called him a boy he was
3: making fun of japanese people
2: bro that's what it's that's the problem with when you get into this discussion about old school wrestling anything back 20 30 40 years ago you watch it and it's like wow it was a different time you can't i'm sorry you cannot judge all of our
3: granddads called women broads
2: oh broad. that's a nice word that they said back then
3: Oh well, my family must have had more respect than yours.
2: I don't know about that. I doubt it, Bruh, My grandfather was in the military. Can you imagine the stuff he said? Fighting in World War II, coming home, psh, whatever. Anyway, so, I just want so to. Put we're not that gonna. Out
3: there. We're that's that's silly talk. I'm not even mad about it because I mean. You can't even get upset. Like if some of our longtime listeners
2: I don't think it was longtime listeners. You know, we get people who fly in from the from the you know, oh check that out and they're like, Oh my God.
3: Yeah. That type if of thing. If it was like if we did something where a significant number of our longtime patrons and like Blassie comes to us and Fritz comes to us and Phil Allen comes to us, and the little fellow half pint <laughs> and they're like, Look, y'all really went too far. Y'all messed this up. Y'all shouldn't be doing this. We probably still wouldn't do anything, but we'd at least listen this. Bruh. Let's go to the ring. (laughs)
2: Uh, You said half pint coming to us. Half pint's too worried about all the times he posts in the Facebook group of Rosario Dawson. He's got a thing for her.
3: Well, I mean, he'd have to bring his step stool with him so he could get on it and look out of eye with me. But
2: you know, you mean eight foot ladder?
3: Hey, let me tell you something. You know what pissed me off more than that is I, I did was I was spent my yearly minute on uh on social media the other day and I saw Doug Bozart saying he would pick Harper over me. Well, you know what, son? Harper ain't here right now.
2: <laughs> That's so what you mean you better... wouldn't pick him over you.
3: Well <laughs> you can't just you can't just pick Harper and expect him to show up. <laughs> That's not how this works. So you better be a little bit more appreciative of what you Here have you in me. I'm on time.
2: Well, we get no for a ducky. You know, he's he's all swole up in his head of
3: driving the car off to the side so you can stop and and laugh. Why don't you just drive that son of a bitch? No, straight off? No, no, what? no,
2: Stop it. Leave. Does, does Dude, he's mean? one of our
3: best listeners. Yes. Does that Does that make me racist?
2: No, it makes you an idiot. Is what it makes you. It doesn't make. You, that's what it makes you. Duck. You know he's playing with you. We hope you howl and drive off the road and laughter again, and don't hurt yourself. Now, onto the ring, like you said. No formal opening with Jim Ross this week. Uh, we did are rolling.
3: Did you get the feeling that we're not getting everything we we, we deserve here? I mean, it's forty four minutes, and I know it's short, but I get the feeling that it was also chopped.
2: Um I don't think so. But but we hold can on, look hold on a second. You I can, gotta yell yeah.
3: something. I gotta yell something out to the other room.
2: Okay, go ahead. Um, uh, we'll get Doc to look up to see if there was a Braves game on this night. I really didn't look. I, I didn't even think about it, but it's a uh one hour episode, forty four minutes without with commercial, without commercials. So Jim Ross tells us uh we're gonna go to the ring. He's gonna be joined by Lex Luger later in the show on commentary. Right now he is solo though calling the first match, which I'm gonna go to the first match is the Rock and Roll Express versus Cactus Jack and Dutch Mantel. Uh, Jim Ross mentions that Lex Luger is going to take on Sid Vicious. That's been added to the card at the Clash mm. of Champions that we're going to cover on Patreon. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. So more on that later, according to JR. Uh, JR, he's really doing his best to put over the Clash. He's talking it up, and I think he's doing a great job during this episode. He said something about being the best Clash yet, and I'm not going to say that. Because that first one was something else. But I think it is a good one. As Doc said, he's already watched half of it. Now, the crowd, they're into this thing. They're loud. They're in Roanoke, so it doesn't surprise me. And it's not 1986, but it's a lot better than some of the stuff we've seen lately in 1990. Doc, let me go to you if you got anything from this match before we keep going.
3: Well, I, my first note was the crowd is way into this. Roanoke. Yeah. And so that, it was a hot, hot start to the show. There's right there, you can see on the far side, somebody just sat down. They were up pointing and yelling at shit. So, yeah. Um, they're into it. Um, <laughs> one of my notes here is that Dutch and Cactus look more rock and roll than the Rock and Roll Express. I don't... Although... Although Dutch kind of looks like he ought to be a roadie for Mar- the Marshall Tucker Band. I really need Marshall if, tonight.
2: I don't know if they he looks like I don't know, man. They just look really grizzly cuz they both got the beards and the hair and of I believe Dutch's it's what got, they,
3: what was it the gay guys would call the bear. They're a bear cuz they're furry if they were gay. Is that the term? I think so.
2: Well, I've heard that term on uh that show Ozark but I didn't know if that was like a real thing Okay. no I'm being serious man not trying to be insensitive we need Harper here to settle the tie Harper's not gay I mean why
3: but he knows people that maybe are gay
2: I know people too but I've never heard my brother-in-law say that
3: oh well is he a bear
2: he's not a bear Okay. I mean, if you're saying a bear looks like Dutch and Cactus <laughs> with the hair and hairy back, then the answer to that is no. Okay. He just, He's also slightly darker than them. <laughs> In case you...
3: I don't know. That hair makes Dutch look pretty dark.
2: Dude, um, <laughs> that hair on Dutch's back, he can braid it. It's pitiful. pitiful. Speaking of hair. God, he's a hairy bastard. Yeah. Proceed.
3: That... It's that, it is, I was studying this during the match. It's truly that mullet that makes Morton look so much older all of a sudden. It's so short on the front and and long in the back. And before it was, it was feathered and, and, (laughs) and I forget the name, but it's like, it was all tied together. This is like a two different haircuts on his head.
2: The thing is, when did the mullets become old? When when was a mullet not a thing anymore, or should not have been a thing?
3: I'm thinking we're into that time right now.
2: Cause, well, you say that, but Smoky Mountain wrestling is mullet mania as well, and we're that's, that's
3: true. But that's we know that wrestling away. in general runs a few years behind the times, and then we were in the most forsaken place on God's green earth, which was behind the times.
2: Well, what I was gonna say about Morton, the thing that makes him look old here too is that's it's really the same damn haircut too. From
3: no, 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 not from like '86. It's a completely different haircut. His hair in the front was was tied together with the back. That's two haircuts.
2: Okay, fair. Like
3: enough. if you took that hair in the back and tied it up, he would look like a short haired guy that has a real a desk job. And then if you just look at the back, you're like he looks like he ought to play for the Almond Brothers. And so it was like this copy-and-paste collage on his head.
2: Fair enough. Well, And Morton's, I
3: mean, Gibson's is all like in one haircut. Uh-oh. In all one haircut.
2: The rock and roll win, double drop kick. That was a good cactus. match.
3: That was a good match with a hot crowd, four guys that can wrestle. Good start to the show. I got nothing but good things to say about the in-ring activities.
2: It was good. Double drop kick. Rock and roll win. We'll go to Rocky King now, who's followed by Sting.
0: You know, you're a happy man. This Wednesday night, Clash of Champions, your main man, the Junkyard
1: Dog, goes for all the gold. You know why I'm so happy today, Jim Rawls? Because the Four Hardmans, they're so scared. They're running wide. They're scared. Only Allison... <laughs> you gotta look out because my main man sting lick and jyd gonna take you down baby don't believe it all right rock rocky king is fired up
0: and here's a man that brings them to their feet the stinger he's going to be at the clash Wednesday night as well i had to get that out of the way you know something rossi you know what jyd paul orndorff and sting are what we are is dudes with attitudes, and my attitude says that when JYD gets in a ring with Ric Flair, I'm going to be there maybe ringside to watch and make sure that those naughty little horsemen are good little boys. Okay, Rossi? All right, we'll see you there then Wednesday night. Play clear, yeah. Perfectly clear. Sting will be at the Clash of Champions Wednesday night. What a night it will be. And we'll be back with me, Mark, and Paul E. Dangerously right after this on
2: TBS. He had to get that scream out before he cut his promo, and that was the first time I think we've heard him say dudes with attitudes. But that's the main note I had from it. Doc, anything else?
3: The problem with that, the problem with it is when he says dudes with attitudes, I'm still thinking about the dynamic dudes.
2: I do too. And that's
3: There's nothing wrong with dudes with attitudes in 1990. It's a little goofy now, looking back on it. But it's too conflated with dynamic dudes that I can't get it straight. So I don't think they ought to be doing it. But it's whatever.
2: After that promo, we go to Mean Mark.
3: Why is Rocky King never cutting promos still a better promo than
2: Sting? (laughs) I can't answer that question. And that's very subjective, so I'll leave it alone. Y'all can discuss that in the Facebook group where Doc is not at. It's an interesting question for me, though. Let's go now to the next match. We got Mean Mark versus someone by the name of Max Miles. But I'm going to play something here as Mean Mark.
3: Don't, don't, Don't stay right there real quick.
2: Okay, I want you to pay attention when I do hit play. Look at Paul E.'s walk and tell me if it's the same exact walk he's got today, except He's a lot fatter. Now, so I, I wonder, got to think it,
3: about today, too, with him. Okay. That shit pops me every time he calls Roman Reigns his tribal chief. When he says, I don't know why, but when he says, yes, my tribal chief, that shit pops me, and, and I laugh. It's funny.
2: And you've been watching a lot of SmackDown lately, I think.
3: I got a nine-year-old.
2: Yeah, because you've been texting me. I'm like, why are you watching that?
3: I watched Crown Jewel.
2: Wow, <laughs> I haven't seen a second of it. Um, good for well, you, man. Well, to be
3: fair, and this is where Corny has some legitimate complaints. You know, that we watched it on after the fact. And he's 100% right when he says that the the fast-forwarding functionality in Peacock is garbage.
2: Oh, that's been the case. I mean, I, we noticed that. We
3: were wow. just, like, blindly fast-forwarding, and, and he's like, I just really want to see Brock and Roman. I said, okay. But we were stopping yeah. along the way to say, you know, is there something we need to, you know, pick up and watch? And yeah, they gotta
2: get they gotta get that fixed.
3: That's some bullshit. This is 2021, bro. We need you, we yeah. need to get the racism out and we need to get the functionality of the digital platforms in.
2: Yeah, the digital platform's been a thing for a, a minute. Yeah, now. he kind of walks like that.
3: It. He's more exaggerated then because he can move better because he wouldn't have three hundred pounds weighing down those knee joints.
2: Bro, he Paul Lee's waddling to the ring. But anyway, on to I'm the match. Worried.
3: I really am worried about him.
2: I, we've been saying they, that for five years they, now.
3: They work a hectic schedule.
2: Like I said, we've been saying it for years now, man. Years about his weight. He really needs to drop weight. And I'm not saying that to shame him. I'm saying that for his own health.
3: Right. Because cause <laughs> the truth is, he's the best on-mic performer in the WWE. And he is entertaining as all hell. I'd hate for him to die.
2: Absolutely agree. I
3: mean, you on the other hand, well, who cares? But, you know, he's a talent.
2: Well, as far as this match goes between Mean Mark and Max Miles, some jackass tried to grab Mean Mark's jacket and grab him while he was walking down the aisle. And Mean Mark semi goes after the guy swinging his jacket at the guy. Then Mean Mark takes out his frustration on this poor sap in the ring, Max Miles, who he's wrestling. I mean, he's just pummeling him. He drops a big elbow on him after walking the top rope, and Mean Mark wins, and he really looked impressive in doing so. JR tells us that Mean Mark is wrestling Flying Brian one-on-one at the Clash. Uh, mean Mark it. looks Want to good, to talk man. about it? Nope. We'll talk about that on Patreon. TinyURL.com, uh, slash right. slash so Patreon that's BTT. Right. Yep. That's any other thoughts on Mean Mark versus Max Miles? Can you here, go to ten fifty five? Ten fifty five. Well, it's ten forty eight. What, is 1048? what do we got okay. here? Okay.
3: What is Paulie doing here in a second? Let's see. That's ten thirty five. I need. I know. I
2: don't know why it jumped to it. Well, we're, we're, we'll get there.
3: Okay. Well, look. He's yelling Paulie's at working the crowd a little bit. Max Miles looks like a high school guidance counselor.
2: Sure does. Matt now Caesar. he's over
3: there. He's getting the crowd all pumped up. He's a heel.
2: Yeah, I don't know why he's doing that. A little while ago, not just before this, he was over there arguing with those same folks. Who knows? Airtight, brother.
3: So my note here was... Undertaker came out real hot, real fast, real impressive. And he. we've talked about his whole scene. But this went on too long for him to be wrestling a guy that looks like that.
2: You mean uh, Calloway?
3: Um, Undertaker.
2: <laughs> Calloway here. Uh, it goes on. It goes. It didn't go got on for D that man
3: long.
2: Oh God, no! Why not? Luke said. Luke said he's got the D-man's got the big head, man. You know that's why he. He he flat <laughs> out said the last the
3: time the other one.
2: <laughs> the last time he was on, Luke was like. No, no, no. He's like at a special attraction. You you only bring him on a couple times a year.
3: <laughs> we thought that was going to be that way. Harper was at first, but he surprised us.
2: Well, no, no, no. I no, no. What you don't understand is Luke never said that about Harper, but he said that about D-Man. So I told I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> Look, you don't want him on too much, from what from the way he described yeah, it.
3: The champ don't book this show.
2: He doesn't. Now let's keep going. We got Arn Anderson and Barry Windham and Sid mm. Vicious talking to JR.
3: This is uh, This is where I had the four letters that said whoa.
2: Brace yourself. The, <laughs> I'm the fine, racism.
3: I know what we're doing. But the racism here there, is woof! Let me just say let me just say this. If you've downloaded this. And you thought, okay, well, these guys are full of shit in that explanation at the top of the program about how we feel about things. This might be the place where you want to go ahead and stop for the week <laughs> and go do something else.
2: Because well, this forward. is getting
3: ready to get tough.
2: Boy, this, this was Because a, a,
3: a hero of all of ours is getting ready to say some things. That... And then he
2: quotes the Lord. You want to play it now doc?
3: I I I feel like we don't have a choice. We're we're not going to shy away from the tough moments here.
2: Yeah, here it is
3: night, ladies
0: and gentlemen, Clash 11, live on TBS. Barry Windham has the world's strongest man, Doug Furness. Arn Anderson takes on Mr. Wonderful. You'll see Sid Vicious and Lex Luger. And then for all the gold, the JYD Junkyard Dog will challenge Ric Flair. You know, first
1: and foremost, Junkyard Dog is going to need all the help that he can get because the World Heavyweight Champion is not going to bow down to a man that's lesser than him. The man needs the, all the help that he can get. He's got Luger, he's got Sting, he's got Paul Orndorff. Believe me, it won't happen. And as far as this guy Doug Furnace goes, the world's strongest man. He's a little short on smarts, if you know what I mean. And the Horseman can take care of him easily. I'm sick and tired of the collusion against the Horseman. I don't know who died and made JYD, made Sting, made Luger, and made Orndorf the guardian angels of the National Wrestling Alliance. You want to play stack to deck? You want to jump on the horseman? It's a clash. The theory is plain and simple. It's called divide and conquer. Well, gentlemen, you don't become an elite unit unless you're an elite individual. You don't become a horseman unless you earn it. I don't know who died and left you the saviors. I don't know who think you are. I think the old saying goes, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. And don't say vengeance is mine. Sting, Luger, JYD, Paul Orndorff. So in the national format, you want to jump on us in the clash? Well and good in this Rocky King. This human licorice stick That comes out here walking and talking, mentioning my name on national television. I'm your better. Where I come from, we don't associate with your kind, and we certainly don't talk to you. You mention my name, my friend, you'll get squashed. And that's the bottom line.
0: And we'll be back with Mr. Wonderful right after this timeout.
2: That was stiff. Harvard hit the tagline.
1: God.
3: man so uh, do you
2: thing we heard so far in years it's hard to say I mean after we don't want no Toyota by dog
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah this is worse and do you think boy this is okay so let's let's try this on a wrestling level Do you think that Arne, definitely not Oli, but Arne went to Rocky King and said, here's what I'm about to say out there?
2: That's a good question.
1: And I don't so know, because the Arne, point is this is, is 1990. Let, let me say right. this.
2: This is 1990, so Orn's so, very much established. He's probably thinking, I don't really need to go tell him I'm going to say this.
3: Right. But is he like, hey, look, we're gonna say some things, but we're trying to draw money here. Cause my question is is if JYD and Ron Simmons and Butch Reed and those guys are all together going, Man, this is a fucked up business then that's 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 a lot worse than hey, they came by this is the this is a work and they're working and how did they how did they take it? I would love to know that. And we can't ask, we can't ask Butch Reed.
2: Well, Rocky King's the ultimate pin me pay me guy.
3: Well, um, but it doesn't. But you, but you shouldn't treat people, discriminate against people just because they aren't up the card. I agree. That's, that's part of this too. I ain't going. I mean, it's racist to treat black people that are high up on the card well. And then lower card, bad, too. That ain't no better than anything else. So I'm just wondering there if there was a heads up, like, hey.
2: I think, uh, so I think Arn and Flair, like, end up feuding with actually Doom later on. It's brief, I believe, later on in, like, 90. And I, I don't remember them using, like, language like this. I I don't know. I mean.
3: But here's the other thing. And we don't know what we don't know. But. That was three rednecks talking right there.
2: Yeah, it was
3: 1990. And in wrestling, it might as well have been 1980. And if you think that there aren't people like that still roaming the earth today then you're incredibly naive people are just better at kind of not saying it on the the two-hour wrestling program
2: oh yeah i mean come on it's
3: i mean i'm a fan of those guys and it made me uncomfortable i can only imagine i want to apologize for all from all white people to you mike
2: Rocky King. I don't know if he knew that line was coming, but he knew that they were leaning into this racism angle because they did it just a couple of weeks ago when they, they called not have boy any,
3: Well, the other problem, and this isn't an excuse, but this will get this will get me. Heat. They don't have anything else to go on him on.
2: Well, he's not been a. It's not like he's been a major star or anything. That's he's what I a, mean.
3: They don't have any other things to say to him.
2: But it's not just him that they're doing that with. It's JYD, like you heard. That's true too. They 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 mentioned earlier, like you can't even get your own kind to help you. And look, man, I, you could go watch Mid South from years earlier. Dog and Butch Reed cut racist promos against each other. Like Butch <laughs> Reed called Butch Reed called JYD and Oreo in 1983. What's that I mean, mean? That's
3: oh, he was black on the outside but white on the inside. I got Yeah. You.
2: Yeah, I mean, which my wife gets heated at comments like that. Why? Because she said people used to tell her that in high school, and she was Why like, "She
3: got to act that way."
2: You just want to be an idiot. Back to Rocky King. <laughs> I don't know how to d- I
3: don't know how we're going to talk about this without just there's there's not a graceful way to to navigate this, but
2: Rocky king is the ultimate pin me pay me let me look because you asked me a question a while ago and i never got to finish he's the ultimate ultimate pin me pay me guy i think he knew him and dog both knew that they were leaning into this racism type angle or they wouldn't have gone along with it they went along with it and i think both of them went pin me pay me and like i said i know this doesn't make it right but Dog and JYD seven years earlier. I mean Dog and, and Butch Reed seven years earlier. I know Butch isn't involved in this. We're cutting racist promos on each other. Well, Butch was more than Dog. Dog actually even tried to tell Butch in Mid South. He's like, you see, that's why our people can't get along. He like told him that in a promo. He's like, what's wrong with you, man? So I mean, they 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 went that route in in Mid South. Here it's. White racism against black folks. I think they, I don't think Rocky King knew licorice stick comment was coming. And my God, as I said that, that is ridiculously horrible and stiff. But I think Dog and King were like, bro, just do it, man. We're here to, y'all here to get heat and we here to be the baby faces.
3: And, and the real problem here, and we say this all the time, well, it's not the, it's, how come the movies don't have to deal with this? But the real problem here, is that wrestling exists on a plane like no other anything, which makes it fun to watch, but you can't compare it to anything?
2: The thing that makes wrestling different, I think, is because uh, I've thought about that a lot, is the fact that wrestling is is produced and made to think that it's a quote unquote, "shoot like it's real. But it's really not. So it's always been promoted as not an entertaining thing. Just it's real. And that's what's in. Whereas with movies and television, it's always been, well, yeah, this is all scripted. This is all made up. But wrestling nowadays is more scripted than it's ever been. And yet you can't do the things in wrestling that you can do in movies where when you are building up an, an antagonist and a protagonist, it just doesn't work that way. Like when movies and TV shows build up heels and baby faces. They basically are allowed to do most things that wrestling would never be able to get away with. I mean, it's, like, it's very weird from that point of view too.
3: So here's the thing. I mean, that's distasteful. But what corny? When corny pulls out the ether rag, if we're going to judge it by the same merits, he just committed a crime.
2: Yeah, but everybody will say that's different. I mean there's wrestling is full of hypocrisy like that. Like, I mean, come on, and Dr. I'm not Tom.
3: Defending, and let's be clear, we're not defending what just happened. We're trying to we're trying to properly discuss what's happening. And you know what? I'll be real honest here, and more people ought to try this line of thinking. I don't know what the right answer is. I'm uncomfortable when he says those things. I'm also not in a rush to cancel anybody over it. I'd also want to know what the people who it was targeted at, what they knew and how they felt about it. But I don't have the right answer. And you know what? Most of the people listening don't either.
2: I think Rocky King's still alive, I believe. I'd love to know what he would have to say about that. He
3: would be a fascinating interview for a lot of reasons.
2: Oh yeah, because he's he's undercard. He's an enhancement talent. He's a black man working for this. But he company, had a, a, long a long tenure film. too. That's right. There would he he would be more fascinating than, to me than your biggest stars, who've done you know millions of shoot interviews. A guy like Rocky King is would be tremendous. And I don't think Rocky King would be like Brickhouse Brown, where you got to take a shower after. Like like Rocky would, because uh, Brickhouse just was raw bone, raw to the bone with his stuff when you watch him. Rocky would be totally different. But, I mean, look, they're li- <laughs> this ain't it. They're going to keep leading to the races in this episode. We're going to get to more in a little bit. Mm. So, Doc, on that note, how about we uh, keep the show moving?
3: I-, I think that's the appropriate thing to do.
2: Well, I'm not going to rewind, but I'm going to tell you Barry Horowitz loses to Paul Orndorf and Luger did join JR in commentary. Orndorf won pretty quickly with a big pile driver. Did you have anything from that one, Doc?
3: I could barely hear Luger on the commentary. He needs to learn to talk into the mic there and and speak up a little bit. I always think it's funny when Paul Horn 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 Horndorf is a baby using a baby face pile driver. That's great,
2: Mister Horndorf,
3: Mister Horndorf.
2: We then see another video package, or the same video package, of Big Van Vader. And it's the same one from last week, so nothing new. And, yep, Vader's on his way. Uh, stay tuned. They're going to play that a number of times before we eventually see him in action at a pay-per-view. And then we go to the match we're currently watching on the video version, where it's Barry Windham versus Johnny Ace. Uh, the horsemen do come down to ringside late in this thing. I thought Barry kind of really made Johnny Ace look good. Better Staying than Yeah, Sting and JYD and Orndorff also come down. The match is going to end when Wyndham throws Johnny Ace over the top, and then Rocky King rolls into the ring, and he acts like he wants a piece of Wyndham, which leads to JYD and Sting and Orndorff joining King in the ring, and the horsemen decide, nah, bruh, we don't want none of this.
3: My first note when this match started was, if Wyndham shoots and stretches Ace, he gets the Rolex.
2: Um... Yeah. That would have been good, wouldn't it have?
3: That would have been hilarious.
2: Look at Rocky. <laughs> Rocky's in the ring. He don't care, man. Dude, that dude is having fun. I bet you he's getting paid right here. And he is...
3: I bet he went back after his promo and was like, I told y'all motherfuckers I could hit a promo.
2: <laughs> he's dancing, dude. They are doing him wrong. <laughs> I
3: know.
2: Look, <laughs> Okay, I can't, man. This is... It- do this for a shoot, if I turn this episode on and watch it with my wife, she would be angry. She'd be like, I more.
3: always knew your cracker ass was a racist.
2: <laughs> she would be like, turn this shit off. I mean, I can't even put on the, uh, all in the family uh, around her because her and my mother-in-law, they worked themselves into a shoot. Well, um,
3: they are. They, they have probably had... Worse experiences than you've had with your pink neck.
2: Okay, here we go. Uh, We'll keep moving. Tommy Rich calls a promo. He's talking to the kids, Mm. not Javorski, and I got nothing from it, Doc. What about you?
3: Hey, hey, kids. You need to do all the drugs you can do. Them Mm. shits is like vitamins.
2: (laughs) They give you a lot of strength, brother, let me tell you.
3: Make you feel like you can fight like a hundred men.
2: Now let me tell you, don't believe what you hear. They don't make your pecker shrink. You'll be hung like a horse, brother. All right. Thank you, Tommy. Leave, leave,
3: leave Let's don't talk to my kids, Tommy.
2: Leave <laughs> kids alone. Leave those
3: kids alone.
2: If my notes are correct here, the next promo, we got a little bit more racism from the horse.
3: The baby... <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is incredible. This is this is ridiculous, bro. It really is. <laughs> what? What were you about to say? Go ahead. I
3: just—it's like, what did they come up with another one? Did they call
2: that's
3: the? Not, did, they, did they Call the chapter of the the KKK and say we need some
2: jokes, bro. They they you know what? It's funny you say that. They did everything this episode, but besides walk out there with hoods on and and coats. Like like I'm serious.
3: This shit would have been crazy if instead of Rocky King on the other side was new Jack.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's stiff. Let's and go here's to another
3: thing. We praised new Jack, but that shit was racist.
2: Oh, it was Telling very racist. And stereotypical.
3: two less to worry about. Keep up the good work is racist
2: yeah and there's a lot of white people like cornet told us when he was on the show they wouldn't even come to the shows like they were so offended they were like nice nah, corny's exact words was it was too much heat yep in the in the in the small towns he said the I big disagree. the i disagree with him too because 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 i love listening to new jack that could fool I mean, I'm we talked about it on, on the RIP New Jack him show. you have
3: come out there and stick his tongue down Sonny's throat, and there would have been a full-on riot. Agree.
2: But if you want to hear us talk about New Jack in Smoky Mountain, I suggest I you go to episode one. I don't know why they one.
3: call him New Jack. I call him Mandingo. Jesus.
2: Well, uh, again, we talk about that a lot, either on a YouTube channel because we've got various segments there, or you can just download, go to tinyurl.com/bttpod, and listen to all of our Smoky Mountain episodes there. There, episode 130, I think, is when New Jack and Mustafa show up. Let's keep going. Let's go to this promo I was about to throw to Oli, Sid, Wyndham, Arn. Again, leaning into the racism.
0: Coming on Superstation TBS, World Championship Wrestling, what do you got to say now? I'll tell you what I got to say. I can't believe for one minute that you let a guy like Rocky King come down there. I can't believe that you can let that interference take place. You talk about people that are interfering. What about your so-called superheroes? You came down first. You came first. We got a guy wrestling in a ring. We're looking at Barry Wyndham, one of the horsemen. We're down there merely to advise, to see, to observe and you got the superheroes come running down there mr
1: sting mr horned and mr junkyard dog and they were really when yeah. i happen to look at that rocky king i want to you talk to him i don't know what project you came from i don't know who you think you are but my friend you have signed your death warrant. now i know you've got the authority if i gotta buy the time whatever i gotta do i want rocky king on national television and it's time for your attitude adjustment today can you get that out
0: we got the midnight express sign for that slot Uh, well by the time can you get it handled? I'll uh, buy whatever time I gotta get. I'll talk to Coronet. You just see if you get that Rocky King out here. Let's stop him right now.
1: You know what? I'll tell you what. I am not in this profession for people like Orndorff and Sting and the like to be interfered in my matches. I have things well ahead, and I don't need all of these idiots out here clapping. I they there something making those guys happy. I'm a professional. I get paid for this stuff. I don't have to take this. Steve, you're on the list. Chuck, our dog, you're way high on the list. And Orndorff, you stepped in where you don't belong. So you better watch out because you're gonna be paid, dude. King. If you're the man you say you are, I want you out here right now. It's time to put up a shut up.
0: And fans, now let's go to the ring. The Steiners will be in action.
2: I don't know what project you came from was Orn's comment. They're, they're, they're just leaning into it. And I will, let me want to add one thing. WCW, NW was smart here putting Orndorf with them as these you know dudes with attitude because he's legitimate and that was smart to put him with, you know, Dog and King and of course Sting. I, I this is rough, man. This is rough.
3: It's rough, but are you if you didn't have to come on here and talk about it, what would your if you were just watching this, what would your opinion be? Like, like look, Yeah.
2: Because I'm going to... We have
3: to toe this line so that somebody doesn't clip this and go, see, they're a bunch of hillbilly right. racists.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, so, again, when when I rewatch old wrestling like this or even before this time, I'm watching it, I try to watch it with the mindset of back then. Because otherwise, you're going to see tons of things that you're going God damn, they said that? I mean, it's just, it's just part of it. And we address it because, well, we're in 2021, and we cover old school wrestling, so obviously we're gonna comment about it. Now, that wasn't that comment from Arn. Although I said he's gonna keep leaning into the race factor, it wasn't as bad as what he said a second ago.
3: No, and and boy, white guys like him that were older white dudes really wanted to give everybody an attitude adjustment back
2: in the day.
3: That was <laughs> that was white guy talk, man. Yeah, I'm gonna give you an attitude adjustment
2: yeah, we'll fix your attitude. Okay. But again, they they're getting they're getting I think
3: Ole was about to say something really bad when he stopped himself.
2: I think so too. Just the way he's worked up and he's got to do somebody in outfit on. He was he was getting ready to, to let that word fly if, if he wouldn't have been cut himself off. Now we keep moving. We go to Rick and Scott Steiner versus Trent Knight and Ralph Hodges. The Steiner brothers always are very powerful and they do their thing. Rocky King did join JR and Luger on commentary. And Rocky King says that I ain't scared. I'm a man. And Rocky King says, I'm gonna go get ready because he's evidently got a match coming. Uh belly to belly off the second rope from Rick Steiner to Hodges and the Steiners win. There was a impressive Steiner line right there. Talking mm-hmm. thoughts.
3: Um, it was a manhandling. I also couldn't really hear Rocky King. They, they needed these wrestlers don't know how to how to talk into these mics.
2: I wonder if it's the headset opposite or the mic that Jr. doesn't have that they just ha- don't don't have tuned up properly because now that's two of them. Yeah, I wonder if that's part of it. I don't know. I'm speculating. Who knows? Maybe they should look, put
3: holler and Schiavone on. He could do it. Jeez. Look, he it's... came back from the WWE all fired up and ready to yell.
2: The other thing too is this WCW. It's not like they never have production problems, right? I mean, we joke about it. They they got all kind of production problems. Uh, so there's that. Okay. Any other thoughts on this match? The, this this is a I mean, it's not a bludgeon, but the Steiners beat the piss out of these guys. They
3: manhandle. They get out there and they do the job. They are they are hungry to get those belts back from They're not using racist terms.
2: Nope, not at all. The next promo is Paul Lee and Mean Mark, and it's followed by Stan Hansen. Doc, I the only note I had from this was Stan Hansen tells us, I don't share the spotlight with nobody as he's got chewing tobacco just mm. flowing <laughs> off his lip and chin. Uh, I thought Paul Lee was fine, but it's meat and potatoes. Well, did you have anything from this?
3: I didn't have a note from either one other than the grossness. And I mean the severe grossness of that
2: <laughs> There it is. They're gonna zoom in. Look. It's, it's just coming from. It's sick.
3: That's how hard it is after a ass eating session.
2: Oh come on, man. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> Somebody, somebody, with the video version is gonna screenshot him right there with, the, and gonna put that comment on the Facebook group.
3: Circle, circle, dot, dot. That's exactly give how me, he looks. Give me all that you got.
2: <laughs> oh my God! He told me today when I talked to him, he's like, "This is, this is so mean towards blind people." He said, no. "He said, bro, you ever wonder how blind people know when it's." When it's time to stop wiping, <laughs> I was like, "What is wrong with you?" He's like, "No, nah, I'm serious." I think, "Come on, Hopper. that's dirty, isn't it?" Come on, Harper,
3: come on. I mean, jeez. I can't do D man.
2: What the hell, Harper? I mean, what the hell, bro? I mean, come grow up. Uh, talk about Bruno, you know. Talk about GYD. All right. Well, Doc, like I said, racism is alive and well in 1990 in WCW. Uh, and this one is. This ain't Arn. This is Cornette. And. Yeah. I'm just going to play it. I'm not commenting. Send okay. your hate mail to whoever you want to hate mail it to. Right. This
3: somebody is send that shit to send that shit to Run Right Surgery Fund PO Box. I don't know.
2: I don't give a damn. Just don't send it to me. I'm gonna play it just so you can hear it. Here it is. The United States Tag Team
0: Championship uh, team, Jim Cornette's Midnight Express. But I understand you're relinquishing your time. Let me ask you a question, Jim Ross. You and all these rednecks out here. What do you think it would serve? What kind of purpose? For us to come out here and beat up a couple of guys, Arnold Finster and Dirty Dingus McGee, for the past seven years, the Midnight Express has beaten team after team, every top team in professional wrestling, third-time U.S. Tag Team Champions right now for 1990, bigger and better than ever. Why should we come out here and wrestle? It wouldn't serve us any purpose. I want to see Arn Anderson come out here and whip the bejesus out of Rocky King and prove to that idiot, that nappy-headed goof once and for all, that the horsemen are what's happening in professional wrestling. So they can have our time, because I want to see this myself. I do too, ladies and gentlemen. Jim Cornette's Midnight Express, perhaps with us next week here at World Championship. Well, you wrestling. that on it. And uh, right now, let's go back up to the ring and Gary Capetta and this big main event. Arn Anderson will take on Rocky King. Is coming up next. Never-
1: Jesus.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> God, I mean, they're just—they're leaning into it. They are leaning into the race angle. Okay. Big time. First of all,
3: he said something about wrestling people, and one of the names he used was Dirty Dingus McGee. Yeah. I didn't know this, but it sounded like, knowing corny and listening to the show, I Googled it. It's a movie from 1970 with Frank Sinatra and George Kennedy. Like a it looks to be as I can tell here, some sort of old western buddy film crime thing mm, okay, so that's that's that now here's where I was thinking about this during that i'm I'm trying to evolve my thinking on this so that we can have a gentlemanly scholarly discussion. The person's to be really mad at, if you need to be mad at somebody over this, is the company. Because here's the thing. Two weeks ago, we did this, and we were like, holy shit. But in those two weeks, nobody at the company said, guys, y'all can't do that shit anymore. You cannot go out there and do that. So if we believe wrestlers are out there trying to get heat and they're going to, I mean, you got to push, you got to push to get heat. You got to make people pissed off. Somebody didn't see any problem
2: with this. Here's it, bro. What, what, what what needed to happen. Okay. I don't want to spoil things, but what needed to happen for me, if you're going to say these things on television, okay. To get heat. Right. And Jim heard and WCW ain't got a problem with it. They're just going to let it fly. The Horseman, and I ain't saying Flair needed to lose the belt to JYD after all that. That definitely did not need to happen. There needs to be some sort of comeuppance for Rocky King and JYD. There needs to be blood spilled on Flair. And so
3: that's why it would have been a better move for it to be the Steiners doing it to Doom. Because it makes sense for, them to, for Doom to, to get over than it does Rocky King and and three hundred pounds of JYD at this point.
2: Yeah, I, I hear you, but I'm just saying you can you can do something where the heels they don't lose their belts or anything like that. But at the same time, there's some type of comeuppance by the baby face. Like in JYD's match the clash, not trying to I I won't say what happens, but you know, there needed to be there needs to be some type of bludgeoning. There needs to be some type of comeuppance where where Rocky King especially and JYD get a little bit back on these guys for for these racist comments.
3: So here's the thing. The other problem that we haven't seen yet but is certainly in play is that this races I think when you said it was good to put Paul Orndorf with them did you, I think they put Paul Orndorf with them so that the crowd wouldn't turn that's what, I, that's, what,
2: that's what I meant. That's what I meant because it's a Southern promotion. So I, I'm right. glad you said that. Because
3: Let's be clear. Ten years later and Wyndham's involved again. The guy he got over as a baby face by singing rap is crap.
2: And according to Swole, that was the most over thing on those live events that weren't televised. The rap is crap tour.
3: So they became baby faces. <laughs>
2: Ten years later.
3: Ten years after this.
2: Yeah. They're just they're needed. And I'm glad you circle back to that because Paul them putting Paul with Paul Orndorff and Sting being with JYD and Rocky King. To me, that stops anyone from cheering the horsemen because, okay, well, they and I hate to say it like this, but it needs to be said, well, at least they got some white guys with them. So, you know, these guys are good. Uh, and and Orndorff, as we've talked about, he was a star. I mean, he star. was he was a star. You you can you can argue. I mean, uh, some people may argue the you know his accolades that he had and whatnot. But no, he was a star. He was big time in the WWF on a national platform. So it's it's good that they put Orndorff because Sting's not a big star yet. I mean, he's a star, but he's not a big star. Uh, it's good that they put Orndorff there. Uh, Because he's a, a white guy that, you know, the crowd doesn't turn and go start cheering the horsemen here because of their stiffness. So I'm glad you circled back with that. Now, did you have anything else to add about that promo before Corny before we go to what we've been watching on the video as we're getting close to the end here?
3: Have you ever seen the movie Animal House?
2: God, it's been a long time. What about it? <laughs>
3: Rocky King looks like the guy Otis Day from Otis Day and the Nights that was the singer in the group that plays the frat party. And then they run into him at the the white people go into the black people's bar and they're like, hey, it's Otis Night. And the black people are like, what are these white people doing here?
2: Harper I don't D. I don't remember <laughs> that, but I hope that doesn't come across. As you say, and black people look alike.
3: <laughs> I, I no, I don't think so. I think it's because okay. he's doing the over, um, the over, um, acting. Let me see if I can pull up a, okay. a picture and send it to you. See if you agree with me on this. Let me. <laughs> okay, hold on. Let me snip this some bitch.
2: And you are gonna send it to me? Let me guess. While you're yeah, doing yeah. that,
3: I got. I, I'm working on it. It's. I was, I was looking at porn when we were talking.
2: Well, while you're doing that, I was gonna say. So Arn and Rocky King, they do go to their match. It is very, very short. Maybe two minutes. Uh, a brawl breaks out because Arn is beating down Rocky and okay I just horseman. Said it to you. Okay. Let me recap this. The Horsemen end up joining in on this thing. They start beating down Rocky King too. Rocky King just gets swallowed up in this match. I mean, he's just beating down. It takes Sting, Orndorff, and a very large JYD run into the ring to help save Rocky. On that note, and then we're going to go to a promo in a second, but let me go to this uh, image. That doesn't look like... See, I'm glad you said that. That's not Rocky King. <laughs> I forgive you, but that's not, that does not look like Rocky King.
3: Well, you at the hair. Like, white people smell like puppy dogs.
2: I remember the first time you said that to me, I was like, I've never heard that before. I was
3: talking to a brother the other day. He's a friend of mine. And we were hanging out and I said something, I forget. He goes, yeah, but young, do whatever you want, white people, but y'all still smell like puppy dogs.
2: <laughs>
3: All right. And I was like, I already know this, dude. Bro.
2: Well, we're working towards the end of the show. Like I said, Rocky King gets beat down in the middle of the ring. The dynamic almost said dynamic dudes. The uh <laughs> the dudes with attitude, they take them out and clear the ring. This
3: is now this is nineteen ninety big time wrestling, jip driving and socializing.
2: Mm. We're going to go now what Doc is talking about to Paul Orndorff, JYD, and Sting cutting a promo. And uh, Everett Starr, get ready, because I think Sting's going to let out a scream for you. Here it is.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, there is unity in WCW. There is unity. Men will stand up against the horsemen, and here are three
1: of them. And that's exactly what this world needs more of. People standing up for each other at all calls. I'm going to tell you, horsemen, you sign.
0: He said it, and we're going to do it! J.Y. why night, my man. Best of luck to you. Wednesday
1: like night, the best man is going to win. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get next to the dog by jumping to Rocket King. But I'm going to say it time and time again, every dog needs a bone to Joe. And this family has found the poor Hoffman's bone.
0: you won because it ain't gonna get you nowhere all right ladies and gentlemen it's all coming down wednesday night class of champions there is unity in wcw and we'll talk to you more about it this sunday night at 605 we
1: got him don't we i love it we got him running scared now (laughs)
3: there's jr at his first prostate exam (laughs)
2: <laughs> Only good, a video, best folks. wishes
3: out to the barbecue man as he's got he's got some yeah some of health challenges up these days and uh we, we want to send out our, our best wishes for him over there whereas he gets some radiation soon it looks like
2: yeah i agree i saw that best wishes to jr i like
3: dorndorf is- there man i thought he was good he was fired up he was hot and he hit it and then jyd are we sure there's not a baby in there?
2: Every dog needs a bone to chew that on, so and I think old. we found our bone in the Horseman.
3: He he got blown up just talking.
2: Wait till you see the match. It's so terrible. It's so terrible. Oh, he's so out of shape, man. So out of shape. Paul Londorf is fired up. Sting's fired up. Lets out the scream. You know this wasn't bad, man. It was fine. They're going. We're. We're about to don't get to hate a clash. It. No, it's not horrible. That the promo that is. It's it's um,
3: easy to poke fun of because of JYD and Sting, but it's not the worst thing in the world.
2: No, it's not. It's not. Actually, JYD wasn't bad. It's just that I've heard every dog needs the bone to chew on. He needs to, to come on. up with
3: some new shit besides a menu.
2: Yeah, I, I've heard every dog needs a bone to chew on, and I found my bone like twenty million times in my life. I mean, if I had a dollar for every time I heard it, I'd be a millionaire. That's why I say that, but it's fine. The promo is fine for what it is. So that is how they actually go off air. As you heard, they were saying, see you at the Clash. Uh, We need to rate it and hand out some Rolexes. Before we do so, remember, the only way you get the Clash is if you become a patron, tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. That's tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Get access to not only the Clash, but the video versions of our shows and about 300 plus episodes of our patreon episodes that we've done over the years and some of them are non-wrestling and and we've done a bunch of wrestling ones but 300 plus are available on patreon right now uh and then i need to remind you all doc when this drops i believe it's going to be november the 4th um is it our birthday I, no but dude we're like like three weeks from Dude, it's three weeks from Thanksgiving right now. Three weeks. Already? When this drops. Already. Three damn weeks Man, from Man, I'm
3: telling you, time goes by faster when you're older, and this shit's getting away from us.
2: It's getting away. And we're going to be dead soon. Okay, that's nice. Uh, no need to talk like that. But my point being, we're three weeks away from the uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, football on Thanksgiving, and Doc. Having a good football year makes me mad, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, we're three yeah, weeks away. We're three weeks away from that right now. So I'm saying By it because this
3: drops, I will have already been out trick-or-treating with the kids, come home, get changed, set up with a nice cold, frosty beer, and watch my team whoop that ass on the Vikings and go to, to whatever it is in one that we are. I ain't even keeping up with the wins anymore because it's only that little baby loss in the in the in the we're gonna run the rest of the schedule. 16 straight, brother.
2: Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, I, don't I don't know we if you caught it, it. You
3: can't lose to Kirk Cousins. That guy's a goof. <laughs> He's not a nappy-headed goof. He's just a goof. <laughs> okay.
2: But my point was being, with Thanksgiving on the way, make sure you are using our Amazon Associates link. That's tinyurl.com slash bttamazon. tinyurl.com slash Amazon. A great way to support this show if you're... You know, you don't have to go to Patreon because you don't have the money, but you're already shopping on Amazon. Use the link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon. It helps support what we do. I can't stress this enough.
3: You need to start shopping now because these supply chains are broken, my friend.
2: Bruh, try finding Hennessy, VSOP, in <laughs> any liquor store. It's
3: You need it's, to come over um, my part of town. There's plenty.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, that's nice. So we had to mention that. Whatever. Uh, We need a rated hand out. I'm
3: not even joking. I was at the liquor store the the day looking at all of them because you had been telling me about them. And so I was looking at them and I was like, they had them.
2: You probably saw Hennessy VS and not the VSOP. It's two different ones. I'll send you a picture and then I'll... I'll send you some money if you really have seen them, or I'll just go to the liquor store in your area.
3: Yeah, I'll give you the. You act, way.
2: you act like we go. I go to a different liquor store than you. I go to the one. You know which one I go to. There's a big one. We've talked about the name of it, and it, they don't even have it. So you're you know, full of crap. I don't really when you go to that,
3: that big one anymore. Okay. Well, well see, see the, here's the thing. I love booze.
2: Well, but that's you got to
3: know. You know this about me. I hate people more than I like booze. And that store is located in the middle of everything.
2: Oh my God. It's busy. Always. You can go there in the middle of the day during the week and there's a million people in there.
3: And I can't do it. And so I find liquor stores that I can, I can, you know, on the outskirts, they don't have as big a selection, but I'm willing to go that route just so I can get in and get out. I can't be stuck around a bunch of people.
2: I can't go to Hickville, Texas, looking for Hennessy.
3: I don't live in Hickville, Texas. I live at somebody you said told you me,
2: drive to the outskirts.
3: At, at the youth sports, Oh, they said uh, the other day at the game, they're like, oh, you live in the uh, rich part of town. I was like, I guess. I mean, that's not what dr- we call it, but.
2: You said you drive to the outskirts.
3: No, no, not the outskirts of town. Just the the, the outskirt liquor stores, not the ones that are right in the middle, like at the by the mall and shit.
2: Okay, fair enough. Well, we gotta rate it and hand out some Rolexes, so
3: I'm I don't know what to do here. I'm let's do the Rolex first. Let's we usually don't do that, but let's do the Rolex first.
2: I'm not giving it to Arn, I can tell you that.
3: Much. I'm giving mine to Rocky. I feel like after that kind of abuse, he deserves one. And he's standing up for himself and he got some promo time. You
2: know what? I hadn't thought about it like that, but that is absolutely right. I I, I almost, and you're going to say no way, I almost was just going to go ahead and give it to mean Mark because he beat the piss out of that guy. But I'm glad you said Rocky because fair enough, Rocky King. I'm going the same thing. All right, who are you going to give your Rolex to? I mean, uh, how, how are you going to rate it?
3: I don't know what to do here because now I'm afraid we're going to get canceled if I give this the wrong rating.
2: You gotta rate this by nineteen ninety standards. You cannot, you can, you cannot rate this by current standards. Then it's I'm gonna not, give it
3: an A Yeah, it's. It was forty four minutes. I got to see Barry Windham wrestle. I got to see Paul Orndorff wrestle. I got to see R and R versus Dutch and Cactus. I got to see the Undertaker wrestle. The Steiner's whoop some ass.
2: It's, I'm being careful too. It's a good hour of wrestling as far as a wrestling show goes. There are things.
3: And they did a good job, and this must be, they got lucky, but they did a pretty good job of getting us to the clash here.
2: They did. They did. They didn't, I don't think they reminded us, well, I won't say anything because I'll spoil something in the clash. But. I'm, when you grade it by 1990 standards and just getting heat, I ain't going to say what they did was right, but just getting heat, they turned up the volume um more than they did a couple weeks ago. Because a couple weeks ago, it was just boy. You know, they said the word boy. Cornette, what he said, and dear God, Orrin Anderson's licorice comment. Hof. Uh, it's I'm going to give it an A-2, but... This it don't hold up like you cannot look at this with today's standards and go what the hell were they doing because you will get offended and just run off and be like this is bull crap um th- but this was this was stiff man because it was you know I mean like the JYD thing with the oh no we don't want no Toyota or Doc remember that that was just one promo in that episode this was repeated over and over and if and followed-
3: you got Corny coming over from his feud to get in on it
2: right it's like god damn so both of us a minus both of us gave the rolex to rocky king rocky you deserved it rocky if you ever catch wind of this show we'd love to have you on i believe i think rocky's still alive bobby has got his number
3: but well
2: i wonder if bobby blaze still has his con rocky king's contact information because they were, they were friends when they were in WCW together. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask Bobby. Because you've convinced... I never thought of it until you said it. But when you said it, I was like, man, Rocky King would be a phenomenal guest in interview and discussion. I, I Actually, that's one where you'd need to be there, too.
3: I don't know. I think you'd need to talk to him so that he'd feel comfortable. Jesus Christ.
2: Well, look so, how white
3: people have treated him in the past.
2: Wow. on that note doc thank you uh we're gonna uh wrap things up before we do so i want to remind you hey man hopper's video shout outs life and relationship advice get yours now you gotta email hopper to chrishopper16 wildcat at gmail.com and then paypal him 20 bucks to cc30388cc at yahoo.com it's the holidays. Maybe you want to send a holiday wish to your favorite person or not favorite person or your ex or whatever. You can do that by getting a video shout out from the one and only hard body hopper. Hey,
3: email there's probably address. a line right now because he has been real busy with work. So I think the queue might be backed up. So if you're trying to get this by Christmas, you may want to get your order in now.
2: That's right. So Chris hopper 16 wildcat at gmail.com is the email address And PayPal him to cc30388, cc at yahoo.com. All right, Doc, uh, one other thing I got to take care of before we get out of here. Check out our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast with Joe Murat and Michael Quinn. The northern version of BTT, slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us, please support them. And then check out uh, Mike Pru and JV. They host our ECW show on the Patreon feed, but they also do a show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin called the Bottom Line Cast. You can check them out wherever you get your podcast from. Just search Bottom Line Cast. Thanks, Mike and JV for all uh, all that you do. All right, Doc, uh, it's about time to wrap things up, man. This was we went longer
3: was, than you were supposed to. Way to go, Mike.
2: Um, once we got into what was being discussed in the promos we had to go a little
3: bit we had to talk about these things that's our job here
2: this meme you sent me is spot on too uh we'll talk about that another time uh on that note uh do you want to hit the tagline so we can go home um I yeah i, I mean i
3: hadn't thought about it but sure i guess i could do that or, or uh, it's been a while since i've done it um do you count it off or what do i do
2: just hit the tagline
3: uh, okay Look at bitch.